Boy, I've never seen an issue so divisive. You ever seen? It's like a civil war, isn't it? Even amongst my friends who are all very intelligent, they are totally divided on abortion. It's unbelievable. Some of my friends, for instance, think these pro-life people are annoying idiots. Other of my friends think these pro-life people are evil fucks. <laughs> How are we going to come to a consensus? Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, E. Simon. Hi, I'm the other host, Kate Rumbo. Okay, Rambo, how long did yes. you queue to uh, pay your respects to the queen? I will never pay any respects to that dead fucking bitch. <laughs> I said it. There what I said insolence. It. What am I meant to do? She's been taking £2.50 off me for as long as I've been alive, and I'm supposed to bend over and say thank you to her? No, I'm glad she's dead. I'm glad I'm alive and she's dead. I heard uh, people were queuing for up to 22 to 24 hours. Uh, Stuart, who rings in with the tranny dad, he was all over the Discord, very wine drunk. He queued for 12 hours. Why? Do you know what? I don't even think the bitch is in the box. I know you were telling me about this. You you feel that they, like, do you feel like she died, like, decades ago? No, I'm not into that level of conspiracy theory. But, you know, I kind of am wishing, hoping, praying that there will be a terrorist attack on the casket. So do you think that our government will put her in her most vulnerable position, i.e. she's dead, no one can really protect her, in that box. And secondly, and thirdly, no one's come out with a cause of death and nobody's confirmed that she's been embalmed. So I don't think she's in there. I think she's probably in, like, I don't know, lying in a rose garden, in the rose cottage, in some hospital somewhere, just waiting. Well, what's Not in the, the casket then? Just like all our hopes and dreams. All my money! That's what's in the casket. The £2.50 that I've been giving her for 37 years of my life is in that fucking casket. You know, I thought, for some reason, I thought they had like a Vladimir Lenin-type glass casket. Because why the fuck would you stand for 24 hours just to look at a box? Like, I thought you'd be able to see her. It would be much better if she was there all primed like Snow White and it was all like glorious, wouldn't it? But no, this is why I'm saying she's not in the box because they're not showing it. There's no one's confirmed what she's died of. There's been no embalming procedure. So what, is she just rotting inside of there? I don't think so. I wish that they would have just preserved her and just kind of set her up on the throne. So she was like posed in a position. Like the hip hoppers do nowadays. Yeah, no, I think that'd be great. But yeah. 22 to 24 hours, why do British people love to queue? This is the most insane that British people have gone for queuing. Somebody at my work was talking about going down. I was like, why would you do that? Oh, it's once in a lifetime. I was like, you know what else would be once in a lifetime? If all of us just picked up our pitchforks that are on fire, marched down there and just killed all of them. Just That's killed all the royals. Once in a lifetime. Burned just down the palace. That's some royals. seditious uh, uh, statement there. It's a very seditious statement, Kay Rambo. You know, even uh, uh, Sir David Beckham queued with the plebes rather than taking the VIP line. Did you read about what's that? A pl- what's a plebe? The commoners. He was in the public line, not the VIP right. line. Right. You don't, you don't say plebes. Why? What do you say? Plebs? Plebs. Oh, you yeah, say plebes. Yeah, plebs. You can say plebs too, whatever. Um, I've no, plebs. there's only one way to say it. It's plebs. I don't say plebs. I say plebs. Um, but anyway, he queued with them, the commoners, rather than take the VIP line. You know what? I totally would have been asking David Beckham nonstop questions about, number one, his sex life. And number two, Victor- you know Victoria Beckham has eaten the same meal for like 20 years. Has he really? And I mean well, you the same see. meal. I mean, look at uh, uh, Victoria. How skinny do you think she is? How much does she weigh? Like 70 pounds? Oh, man, she probably weighs, like, yeah, 17 pounds could put her in your pocket. She's so tiny. <laughs> fucking their kid, though, their daughter, she ain't fucking tiny. 
<laughs> she's a right little sodbuster. Oh, is she huge? I've never seen her. Like, how big yeah. is she? Well, like David Beckham loves to eat, and I think because Victoria Beckham won't indulge him and won't like ever sway from her diet, he just like makes his daughter eat. He's like, "Come on, eat it for daddy." Well, he's like uh, Tom Brady. I'm sure they have like some nutritionists that do all the cooking for them. He and... cooks. He loves cooking. Oh God, I'm just about to reveal. I know. I actually know a lot about David Beckham. I remember once they this ITV documentary about them. And how they live their life. And he has like severe OCD, especially regarding the kitchen, which he controls. And he would line up all the tins. Nobody's allowed to touch the tins and shit like that. It's David Beckham's world, the kitchen. <laughs> wow. I wonder if he has autism. So uh, the, he's definitely short of something. The queue stretches from Westminster Hall for miles along the, the Thames, the River Thames. And the line had to be closed several times just yesterday because it reached capacity and they said the waiting time on average is about 24 hours who the fuck would do that what right i'm not saying i wish people to die but i do wish there's a terrorist attack (laughs) just so they could blow up the casket and see if there's a body in it just blowing up the casket or like you know what they love running people over in white vans that's a big terrorist thing over here just like a you know just some guy in a van running people down just do it mate just go do it do it for Allah do it for Steve I don't care just do it for someone do it for me on you go <laughs> we're sick vroom, and wrong shirt. um I don't know about any terrorist attacks but there was a sexual assault so two women had been queuing for like hours to see the queen's coffin and uh Talking about timing here, some guy exposed himself to these two women and then pushed into the women from behind. Ew. So he was like rubbing his cock on their asses while they were standing in line to see the to pay their respects to the queen. Oh my god! Wouldn't you just knock him flat out? <laughs> I'd I'd punch that man in the throat and then well, the scrot. The bobbies are all over. I mean, there's like ten thousand bobbies there. So that's what I'm saying. Talk about timing here. But he was charged with two counts of breaching a sexual harm prevention order and two counts of sexual assault on a female. Good. But when I was reading that, I was like, you know, this is this guy, this guy who would expose himself and rub his cock on two mourners who were in line at their funerals, the same type of guy who goes on Instagram and Facebook and argues with women who are pro-choice. It's completely the same because they both don't get shocked. Ever. 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 Yeah. They never have, have no actually, interaction with real women. They've never had a, a consensual interaction, a sexual like uh, um, interaction that's consensual with a woman. They never, never. have. And so they've never they're... talked to a real woman outside of a church. Exactly. Ever. He's the type of guy who thinks abortion is murder and women use it for birth control. That's that's the first thing. When you see a guy post on like, you know, Instagram or Facebook that you know, women use abortion for birth control. It's like, you've never been laid. You've never touched a breast. I can tell because you have that, th- this type of mentality. Yeah, never had multiple girlfriends because then you would know that women definitely do not use abortion as a form of birth control. No, no one does that. That does not no. happen. It, it's, it, it's completely erroneous. It, it kind of made me think about that bell end on my Facebook page um, who was arguing with all these different women that abortion should not be legal unless a man can have the same rights to terminate a pregnancy. No, well, why? Because a man doesn't grow the fucker and then is left with them. Why? Why are men getting involved in this? It's not a man issue. It's, it's not the man's body. Issue. Men should not be governing our bodies and what we do with them. I've always said that the abortions I've had are some of the smartest things I've ever done, and I don't need a fucking man trying to come along and tell me that I can't, can or cannot do anything. This is not the 1600s any fucking more. This guy was going back and forth arguing with all these different people. I oh, contemplated, I contemplated blocking him, but then I was like, I actually kind of want to expose this guy for what he is—a fucking rotundo, just a complete idiot. He is the type of guy who would expose himself to women in line uh, at a funeral and then try to argue that the women invited it. Yeah, probably. Uh, the women are ho- your governor. They were wearing short skirts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, people, Kate Rambo's favorite pastime here is winding up pro-lifers on social media. That, that is one of your favorite things to do. 
I do love it. I just think like part of me feels a bit sad for them. They're like obviously uneducated and like they don't just biased they don't by religion. saying abortion and murder is murder in the first place shows a lack of education. It's never been murder because that fetus is not even a fucking baby. Well that that's it's what fetus. it all boils down to is is when when does life begin? Um I mean I think it was a Nancy Pelosi. It was like, they feel like life begins when you're clinking a glass of wine at dinner the night before. I think she just said that. <laughs> not that I, not that I agree with everything she says, but that one I kind of do. It's like yeah. these people keep pushing back. Like when life actually starts, you know, it's like, sorry, no, but a 10 week old, two centimeter fetus cannot get out there, get a job and pay taxes and be a living citizen. So therefore it's a fucking fetus. It's not a real person. It's not, and they all say, oh, it's it's its own life force. It's not part of the mother. It's like, who's feeding that via their own body? Because it's, it's not a man, and it is certainly a woman's womb. And yeah, we should have our right to choose to get exactly. rid of it. You know, and especially in cases of uh, incest, rape, or if it endangers the life of the woman. Uh, so anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is last weekend, I did a photo shoot with my nephew, little baby <laughs> Shmuley, adorable little kid that he is. Um, uh, and he was wearing the make abortion great again tea. It's quite the model that kid. We talk, we talk so about handsome. it on the second show. Um, but I posted the pic to, to Instagram and Facebook and pro-lifers were just foaming at the mouth. They, they came in like, they, that's what they, they're like a mob of self-righteous cunts and they repost to their page and they try to shadow ban you and I mean, honestly, it's pointless to argue with them because it's like screaming at a wall. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just fun because uh, some guy called me Satan's little princess. And I was like, that's the greatest name I've ever been called by someone. In fact, um, uh, a Discord member, uh, she knows who she is. She's rhinestoning me, a T-shirt saying it. Satan's little princess. Well, that's that's the thing. It's pointless to argue with them because they're so thick-skulled. They're never going to... They're never going to accept reason. I mean, look, look at their belief system. They believe in, like, not only a god, but the god has a son. They believe in both. Anyway, I can understand that. You're not going to argue with these people, but it is a lot of fun winding them up. Uh, there's yeah, a guy that, that's the one thing. Once you start arguing with them, you point out things, you point out the hypocrisy. That's what I like to do is I just say, like, you're exactly right. And then I flip it on them. And so this one, at one point they get upset and what they usually do is they're like, Christ is king, repent. And then you got to respond with, no, actually Elvis, Elvis. is king. <laughs> and I put like some emojis. But yeah, the Elvis emojis. Nice. You do win. You win when someone calls you a despicable human being. And Kate Rambo definitely won. I think you were called that like four times. Uh, yeah, and I got called a Satan. I actually got called a Satanist a fair few times, and it has convinced me for years. I've been saying that I am gonna get, uh, I'm gonna become a card-carrying member of the Church of Satan, just for like shits and giggles. I've been saying it, but now I'm just convinced I should do it. Like I'm being pushed in that direction. I have no problem with people who have beliefs, people who like want to believe in whatever the fuck they want to believe in, if they want to believe this magical man exists in the sky that controls us all. But when it becomes where this magical man in the sky starts controlling what I can do with my body, then I have a fucking problem with it. But luckily, these don't account for most like Christians, do they? Most Christians are like just yeah, like, I'd say, nice, lovely people who aren't going to bother you. It's the evangelicals that are that are problematic. But I'm surprised... How many of these like men are white knight pro lifers? Like, how many men were you arguing with? It was mean. I find the women kind of terrifying. They're like, yeah, they're like. Well, the women are like Carrie. You know, they're kind of like brainwashed and mindless, and to have these beliefs. But the men, like, that's what I don't understand. I, I don't get it. To me, again, it's like lack of education because they're all talking about how during an abortion, the, the womb is ripped apart and the baby comes out in 10 million pieces. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, there's never been an abortion. Maybe back alley abortions, you know, when abortion isn't safe to get to. That's what happened. Because of you who is causing this. But that, uh, yeah. that's the thing. These weird Christian men. Do, do you think they're the type that freak out about masturbation, like spilling their precious seed? 
these are the type who become serial killers because they're like, I, I can't do it, I can't do it, but I've, it's wood, it's shaft. And then they do it like they, they flog themselves afterwards and then they have like a Catholic, you know, they have to have a shower, a Catholic shower where they sin and they talk about it with the priest. Definitely got diddled by a priest too. Like Jesus is judging me when I waste my seed. I I think Jesus was a fun party time guy, you know, and I think Jesus like didn't mind a little hand shandy from time to time. I mean, honestly, I flush a tissue containing civilizations down the toilet almost every night. Stole that from Bill Hicks. <laughs> David, um, that is life. <laughs> that could have been a baby inside my womb, but I'll just keep my legs closed almost every and that's night. How we'll go for it. Um, that's how I practice birth control. Anyway, I wonder how these guys, these guys who, uh, who, who freak out about abortion, who feel that women are using as a form of birth control, who are too scared to masturbate, you know, in case they offend Jesus, how do you think they would feel about semen jewelry? Oh, if they're calling me a Satanist and a despicable human being now, wait until they catch a load of this, literally. Like, do you think these pearl clutchers would wear an actual pearl necklace? Hey. <laughs> what would be amazing <laughs> is if you marketed them as like, you know, you put a little cross on them and then you didn't say that they were made from cum, but you, you knew they were made from cum. That would be even better to do. Rosary beads. Made the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, coming up next, we have an interview with Amanda hey. Booth. You might have heard of her. She went viral recently, past couple weeks. Uh, she's the owner of... Uh, Trinkets by AmandaBooth.com, and she's the creator of custom-designed Jizzy Jewelry. Jizzy I mean, jewelry. she also uses other bodily substances like breast milk um, and, uh, like, even female, like, uh, ejaculate. Like, female secretions as well. Did you know that um, squirt has now just been, it's definitely been analyzed as piss. Squirt is piss now. The scientists have delved in. Instead of curing cancer, we have cured the mystery of ejaculate, female ejaculation, and it has been confirmed to be piss. Well, Amanda makes jewelry out of that and much more. And we're going to talk to her in just one minute. But before we get into all that, I just want to give a big shout out to all those people on the Patreon uh, who support the show, the people who buy the archived episodes from the website, and, you know, we, we actually, I don't know if this is because of the Aussie MAGA pick, but I got a bunch of donations from that. And, and the, all the proceeds I get from that MAGA show, I'm going straight to Planned Parenthood. Yes. You know, just because, why not? I, I, well, I, I yeah. think they deserve it. And I actually, I'm, I, I respect uh, Planned Parenthood, that nonprofit, and it's got me out of quite a few jams in the past. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you like what we do every week here, Sign up for the Patreon. Support the show. I mean, and we're not just asking for a donation. It's like you sign up for the Patreon and, uh, you know, you get, you get something in return. For like $5 a month, you get a whole second show. Like we do two full shows a week. We do the public one and then we also do the, uh, the, the Patreon episode we call Second Show. It's like double uh, the sick and wrong fun. Um, this week on Second Show, uh, you can hear about uh, my visit with the fam and my visit with Wackerly. Who, uh, oh, yeah. who, yeah, Wackily, who shared some very information, some very interesting info about the marriage. Um, and I, I talk a little bit more about uh, the photo shoot with Ozzy, who's adorable, but holy shit, can he be a little cunt? Um, <laughs> hung out with my brother. I even saw, this is another interesting thing, Bob Madigan's brother. What's Bob Madigan's brother called? Boom, Boom King. I saw him at a oh, bar yeah, called- Yeah, you've talked about Boom King. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did Rampage Radio with him and Bob for years. Um, yeah. I saw him at a bar called Benders. More on that right. on the second show. Um, but yeah, people, just five bucks a month. You can sign up for a uh, for second show. And for a few dollars more, uh, you get uh, our, our bonus mini-sode overkill, as well as uh, access to the Sick and Wrong archives in you know, the first 10 years. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Support the show. You, you're the ones who keep this show going. Um, we love you. Anyway, here's a quick promo. And then uh, let's find out how you can order some customized jewelry. <laughs> I don't give a shit about saving lives. I couldn't care less if your mom dies, your kid dies. I don't give a shit about people dying. What I give a shit about is me not being able to go to a fucking bar. Do you 
want to hear more wholesome, quality content like this, then subscribe to the Sick and Wrong Patreon, where for a mere $5 and up per month, you'll get exclusive news stories, phone calls, access to the Discord, and more. Patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, fellow rotundos. Amanda, how are you? It's Dee Simon here from Sick and Wrong. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm assuming you must be super slammed right now with all the viral attention. It's been pretty crazy. On top of my normal orders, things have been blowing up quite a bit. Yeah. Have you been just had a huge spike in sales? Uh, yes and no. Most of our orders, we do um, consults one-on-one. So our orders basically depend on how fast we can get to everybody and design the and pieces with, with each person. So, And I imagine depending on like the complexity of the piece as well. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. Your business is called Trinkets by Amanda Booth. Yep. And, uh, and do you run this business completely on your own or do you have employees? Um, I have a team now. Um, I originally started it just as a therapy for myself. Um, and then because my Facebook friends and people online wanted to order stuff and, um, kept throwing commissions at me, I, that's when I kind of, uh, made it as a business, I guess. And then I went viral in November of last year for my breast milk and memorial pieces. And I got so slammed with requests um, that I I had to hire a team. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to uh, keep up. Yeah. And and then you went viral again just a couple of weeks ago. I think that's how I found out about you with the, uh, the jizz jewelry. Um, <laughs> so we'll get to that in a second. So how long have you been doing? How long have you been making custom uh, jewelry? Is this like a passion or an art project or did you go to school uh-huh. for it? No, honestly, it's been um, just over a year. I started last March of last year. Um, Again, like I literally just needed a creative outlet for myself. So I kind of just poured everything into, um, well, clay work. Um, So I was practicing sculpting and, you know, just having fun with it. And it Honestly, my entire business is an accident. (laughs) Everything's an accident. (laughs) Well, you never, you know, you know, seriously, you never know what might happen. You know, no, exactly. That's cool, especially with the internet. So let's talk about some of your products. So recently, you're in the news um, all across the internets uh, with your jizzy jewelry. So what what is this? Do you make jewelry from actual semen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clients send in their samples um, and we use both semen and female female ejaculates i guess would be a good word for it (laughs) um and so i guess first of all i'm surprised there's such a demand for this i I had no idea i mean you're literally creating uh uh, pearl necklaces um how how did like how did this happen like how did someone just kind of randomly you know hit you up on online and say hey i want like a a, you know a bracelet made out of my own jizz or did you like build a, a prototype um, it honestly was all, it was all a giant joke. I had somebody <laughs> comment on one of my TikToks where I was making a breast milk piece and they had commented up or asking if I'd ever made something with semen before. And at first when I saw the comment, I was so offended because <laughs> here I am making something so beautiful and somebody's like, you know, oh, put some cum in there. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it became the joke of the office. And then one day I just decided to share that joke on Facebook and I got serious requests coming in from like from that post. Wow. So people were actually interested. So mm-hmm. wh- why do you think someone wants jewelry made out of their own cum? Oh gosh, there's so many reasons and, and variations of reasons. So um, a lot of people, it's either like they're in the BDSM community. So it's like so a, it's kink, like a thing. kink thing. Yeah. Um, either that, or I've had people like where they just want an inside joke with them and their partner, because if they're wearing it out and about, nobody's going to know. And unless it's between them, um, I have people who get vasectomy, uh, vasectomy gifts. So before the man gets snipped, you, you like make like a memento or something of, uh, of your, of your former cum, I guess. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) I never even knew you get vasectomy gifts, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Okay. What, what about, I've heard, I've read something too, fertility journeys. Like, what is that? Um, so people have trouble getting pregnant, right. And obviously 
Um, sperm is a huge part of that. So um, it's to commemorate their fertility journey. Um, they normally want pieces or people believe that like it can be helpful in their fertility journey as like a symbol and something that can be pretty powerful. I guess I could see that. So tell me about the process. Somebody contacts you, emails you. Um, I, mm -hmm. I have your email here. It's uh, jamjari underscore two at hotmail.com. I'll post it on the site because I might get some orders from this. But someone contacts <laughs> you and they say like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Almost like a tattoo mm -hmm. artist. And so then do you kind of uh, evaluate it and say like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do this or it would take me six months to do this? Like, how, how does that work? Honestly, I very, very rarely say no to a project, um, which is why it's when people come to me and I say, what can you make? It's my list is pretty much endless because even if it's something that I haven't done before, I 99% of the time find a way to do it. Um, so I usually quote somebody once I figure out kind of what they want. And then we go through the designs and the preferences for the piece. Um, once we get that down, um, I send an invoice and then they, uh, and my shipping instructions, and then they send me their samples and away we go. Yeah, what are the shipping instructions? Like how do you ship semen? <clears throat> um, so as long as it's in something airtight, uh, the best samples that we've gotten are people who send them in vials, um, or uh, like test tubes kind of, as long as they have like a screw on lid, they're airtight. Uh, people are really great about like taping the top just to make sure there's no leakage, and then double bagging it as well. So, um, and then once it gets here, we we process it. So, is it legal to mail like bodily fluids, like semen in the mail? Like, in the, does the U.S. is the U.S. Post Office cool with uh, with with shipping come? Yeah, as far as I know, um, I haven't been able to. I know um, fertility clinics ship it internationally all the time. So okay, so you can you can get come from Australia or China. It doesn't matter. Yep. No. So have you ever received it and it just like, you know, broke apart and it was a sticky mess? Um, we've had some leakage issues. Again, like I said, people are really good about double bagging things just in case. Um, so, but they've all still been usable. So we haven't oh, had okay. any so really bad it. mishaps. I imagine if it like does leak or if it breaks or something, it must not smell too pleasant. Uh, it never does, whether it oh, breaks or not. Even if it's fresh, it's like. <laughs> so, but my husband's the one who processes everything. So I don't get to, I don't have to deal with it until it's the powder. <laughs> yeah, I would be wearing a hazmat suit. Um, so how do you do it? How do you mold it into jewelry? You just get like a vial of cum. And I want you mm -hmm. to give me trade secrets away, but maybe high level. You, you get a vial of cum, and then do you make like a necklace, a bracelet, a pendant? Like, what? what do, how do you do it? So we have to mix it with a concoction um, and then kind of lay it out on parchment paper to leave it to dry. That way um, we take the dried sperm sample that has already been mixed, and then we grind it into a fine powder. Um, because I'm mainly a clay artist, um, to incorporate it into clay, I need it to be that like, like nice powder. powder form. And then I kind of mix it like flour into dough and then wow. sculpt it from there. And so how much like, for example, like to make a necklace, like how much like come do you need? Usually I ask for a one or two teaspoons. Um, so not that much. Yeah, that's not actually that bad. Mm -mm. Yeah, I was, no. for some reason I was thinking they were like saving it up for like, a, you know, half a year. Oh gosh, please no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So how long did, like, let's say, Let's just say, um, hypothetically, you're making a necklace, start to finish. How long does the process take? Um, <clears throat> so we need at least 24 hours after processing it to get the powder. Um, and then usually to make the piece from start to finish, like if we're just doing like a simple pearl, I would say maybe 15 minutes on my end and then 15, 20 minutes as it goes around um, to my team because I do the clay portion and then I have my creative assistants that help finish the, the products up. Um, but because I usually have 700 to 800 orders on my to-do list at any wow. given point. Um, so right now my wait times are about eight to 10 weeks for simpler pieces. You're looking at like 16, 20 weeks for any sculptures. Wow. So if you're going to get something like for a birthday or you got planned in advance here. Yeah, I do offer a rush fee, but I only take a certain um, certain amount of them, uh, well, a certain amount of rush orders, just because I do those on my personal time, so it doesn't affect anybody else's weight. 
Um, and I'm already working like 80 to 100 hours a week. So Ooh, God, yeah. <laughs> I only take a few of those at a time. <laughs> You're dedicated. So how, once you get the jewelry, like how resilient is it? Like, can you, what happens if it rains or you wear, you know, wear it in a pool? Like, does it, you know, come apart? Oh, the, no, the jewelry itself is totally waterproof. I mean, unless you crush it, um, you could probably crush it with something really, really heavy. But I mean, um, I've. Uh, smacked a few pieces around off counters and stuff and as long it's it holds up it's pretty resilient pretty good it sounds like mm-hmm. it um is uh so when you ship it does your is your postman aware of all the packages you get or does, doesn't even say anything about it or is it a joke oh no he, he's great he recommends people to me all the time actually <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> he's fantastic <laughs> and so in terms of cost like on average how much does a, a custom piece cost a custom so cum my- piece Sorry? Like a custom piece made of semen. So my base price is $110 Canadian, which is $88 US. And that includes Mm. free shipping of the finished pieces back to you. Um, If there's sculpting or wire wrapping um, involved, the price varies after that, depending on the complexity. But generally speak, or in a full pearl necklace, I normally charge 170 Canadian. I think it's about 130 US. That's not bad at all for a custom piece of jewelry. I'd have my conversions by now. (laughs) I always forget. I was just like, yeah, the Canadian is just a little less than the US, but. um, Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, not, not, not bad at all. So when you're working with it, I guess, so your, your husband processes it. He gets the order, takes it. And does he put it into like a, like, how do you avoid getting it? Cause it's sticky. It's a sticky substance. I know from experience. <laughs> how do you avoid like getting it on you? Um, well, I mean, my husband wears gloves when he's processing it. Once it's a powder, actually I have some here. I'm just going to make sure that I don't oh, like wow, show any can... client information. Um, but so it's oh, in a, is. in a little bag. So it's protected. So it's not going to get anywhere. Um, I've honestly been back and forth with whether or not, because I don't wear gloves when I sculpt. Um, Is that dangerous and th- potentially? No, it's not. Because uh, I've done so much research into dried semen, especially if, like if I'm using or using bodily fluids. And once it's dried, there's no way that like a virus or bacteria could even survive to be able to be transmitted. And it's not like I'm rubbing it into cuts or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, at that point, you'd think the virus would have been killed or any kind of bacteria. Yeah, usually, I mean, that's why you can't catch anything off of toilet seats, right? Because it literally, um, after a few hours, most uh, most things are already dead. And then especially when it's dried, because most bacteria or viruses that are sexually transmitted need need that moisture to uh, survive and to be carried to another another person so i've read that i think the I... only concern i had was hep c but hep yeah. c normally isn't transmitted through semen and after six weeks it's it's gone completely it's and I, I normally get to orders after the six week mark anyways yeah so i mean it'd be innocuous at that point although i am still very wary of uh restroom toilet seats um, <laughs> so you said you you very rarely have turned anyone down but yep. have you so in the event that you you have, like, what what made you turn down a request? Um, I'm trying to think of something that I like, have was it just down. too complicated, um, or was it like, or was the semen just like, I don't know what's going on with this. It's it's a, a weird sample. I think, and like, I think the only things that I've been wary of, like in the begin, like in the beginning process, um, was anything blood related. But that's just because I need it into a powder to work with. And so I, I leave that up to the clients on whether they're willing to dry it out and powderize it before they send it in. But I, I haven't said no to anything yet. So what that's is why the... when I say I very, very rarely say no, I'm pretty sure I haven't said no. What's the wackiest thing that you've ever been requested to make? Um. Well, since the semen like the kind of got out there, um, I've had a request for urine. Somebody has um, like a piss or like a that kind of kink um so we just asked that it be a very good hydration day <laughs> so they're going to send you uh, urine you'd still dry it out same process and sculpt it into something 
Yeah. As, as far as I know, we would do the same process. A lot of my clients are really awesome because they know that um, I'm very experimental when, with a lot of things. So with a lot of very new requests, it's a, it's an experiment on my end as well. So, um, but I usually am able, especially depending on the sample sizes, I'm able to, to play around with things to make sure I can make it happen. So, so I know I, I read that your first, I guess, creations was the breast milk and that's kind of went, went viral. And so people were sending you breast milk, uh, cremated remains of uh, pets. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard of companies doing that, um, fur, locks of hair and things like that. But are there any bodily materials you're like, no, you draw a line. Like, would you do feces? No, never, never. That, pets. that something. And you know, if anybody were to request it, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no out of judgment. <laughs> I'm, I try to be very open-minded and judgment-free. Um, but that, that's a hard line for me, I think. I don't blame you there. Um, have that ever, have you ever had that request come up? No. Well, I mean, surprised. people jokingly saying it, but no, I had no serious requests for it. I couldn't imagine anyone wanting to wear that. Um, what about uh, vomit? Oh yeah, no, that no, that would be a line too. <laughs> That's another one. You're, like, you're, I'm, you're I'm showing me off the boxes. <laughs> uh, menstrual blood. As long as they dried it themselves and 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 powderized it and sent it in, which I I have a good idea on how they are like on how to instruct them to do it. So as long as they did it themselves and sent it in, then I would be okay doing it. And ooh, and because of sorry, uh, but because of blood, I would. Uh, definitely be wearing gloves just because there's more things that more um, can be transmitted that yeah. way all right final one mm -hmm. what about a fetus from a miscarriage uh, so i have had that request before um and like i like i i told the person as long as they're comfortable dehydrating and powderizing it before um it gets to me then i would help them um with that process but they wouldn't they couldn't just send you like the fetus in a jar because you wouldn't be able to no <clears throat> no um no as as long as as long as they powderize it like i said because just blood is a little bit more iffy um especially with like transmitting anything um a lot more so than semen so i, I just need it dried and powderized um and then you could just go yeah with and, it. I don't, I'll, hmm? and then you could just go Sorry. with it from there yeah um, yeah, you know, I read, we did a show about um, people that, usually they're very, very religious people um, that make shrines out of like fetuses and they, it's like fetal shrines. So I was wondering if anyone's ever been like, you know, I want to make a memento, like a necklace or a, or a brooch or something. I've had a lot of people, especially because I, I get, because um, I do deal with human remains as well, um, uh, like remains. Oh, like remains. So, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a majority of my clients are grieving, um, and going through stuff. And I have made, uh, pieces, um, whether they're breast milk pieces or cre uh, cremation pieces, uh, for grieving mothers who have recently lost, um, lost either, um, uh, through miscarriage or through, um, <clears throat> through stillbirth or in young children. So, um, because I, I've walked through you know, that process with so many clients, I know how important it is to them. Mm, so yeah. when I have people coming to me with, with miscarriages and wanting to use it, um, I understand it and I get it. Um, so I want to help them as much as I can. Um, if I can. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, yeah, it's like within reason. Um, mm -hmm. so of the 800 orders that you have at any one time, what percentage is it is, are, are those orders like semen related? Well, obviously, over the last little bit, I've gotten a lot more, a lot more semen orders uh, in the last like week or two um, with how everything's blown up. Um, I would say, I would, I think I'm have just over a hundred order or hundred order hundred semen orders right now. I think, um, and then we have like over a hundred invoices that are just waiting to be paid um, for orders, and then the rest are like a split between. Um, breast milk memorial, and I do like have regular designs that people can get that don't no, have anything in them. So. No bodily fluids. Pardon? Yeah. So, like, you have regular orders that don't involve bodily fluids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do. Um, uh, actually, the very first time I went viral <laughs> was for dirty trinkets. I, uh, 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 I make jewelry uh, that is well, that is 
their penises, uh, vulvas, and breasts. Oh, wow. So <clears throat> do people send you, like, uh, their dimensions? Like, is it um, based on their own size? No, I mean, <laughs> I have had one guy from OnlyFans who requested a six-inch sculpt. It was the best penis I've ever sculpted, seriously. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he wanted his OnlyFans tag on it so that way he could have it in photos and videos and stuff so um, but generally speaking my dirty trinkets are just more fun gag things um, so yeah. I've done like Mario and Luigi themed ones um, Supernatural themed ones I um, oh gosh I, I probably have hundreds now on my website <laughs> uh, since it's been so long so have you had any uh, family members like requests like uh, some semen jewelry no, no, thank goodness. Like, would you, would I don't, you be like, I'm not doing it? I don't know if I could do, <laughs> do it from somebody I know. Yeah, that'd be weird. I, yeah, me and my husband both talked about it. Um, not that we have, like, a lot of people that we know that would necessarily, or mind you, I don't, I don't even know. But I don't know if I could do anybody that I've, like, met face-to-face. Yeah, because I, I think you're, like, removed when it's, like, a stranger or something or a sample. But then when you're like, wow, this is, like, grandpa's. This is weird. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I would think oh, exactly. Weird. Anyway, Amanda, thanks for chatting with me. And uh, I think people, I think all our listeners should give their loved ones a part of themselves for the holidays this year. Just make sure you order it with enough lead time. So Yeah. For Christmas is a little tight right now, but I mean, I can always do a rush order. So. All right. And then there you go. So trinkets by Amanda booth.com. People will put up the link on the site. You can also email Amanda at jamjari underscore two at hotmail.com or uh, connect with her uh, on her Facebook page, which is just at yep. Trinkets by Amanda Booth. Yeah. All right, Amanda, thanks for being on the show and uh, good luck with the, the business venture. Perfect. Thank you so much. So she says uh, she would never um, make any jizzy jewelry from her family, like from a family member. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Being is that like, weird? Dad, I need you to fill the cup up again. I dropped it. <laughs> <clears throat> so do you think it's weird that uh amanda won't actually make any jewelry from like a family member or a friends uh come no because why would you why do you want to hold unless you know if you're playing the lollipop game why do you want your dad to come <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know what if your uncle was like hey you know i really want to make a a, a cum ring for uh my wife like your aunt you wouldn't do it no, go somewhere else to get you cum disgusting cum Who jewelry. Who else makes cum jewelry? Go, go, there's like loads of people on Etsy, you know, off you go, mate. Not, no friends off. Like if we're going to have the DNA shared this way, it's a bit, uh, sorry, Ken, Kentuckian. <laughs> Kentuckian of you. You know, Kate Rambo, I was thinking of a very special gift for you for the holidays this year. I don't want special. you cum jewelry. <laughs> a part of me that you'll cherish forever. <laughs> I'm very particular about my jewelry. Vintage only. Of D. <laughs> Ooh, if you could get some like vintage Oscar Wilde cum and make that into a lovely locket, then by all means, D. Go back and get me some vintage cum and then I'll wear it. What? You're not going to wear my cum? What, what? I bet you, you know, didn't Angelina Jolie wear Billy Bob Thornton's cum? No, she had his uh, a vial of his blood and he had a vial of her blood around their necks as they got married. Terribly romantic. All right, maybe we should go one step further. Vial of my cum, and then I'll have a vial of your cum. It's just going to smell a bit, mate. <laughs> no, we'll be, uh, it'll be sealed. As Elvis is, like, singing to us, I'd just be like, it's just there's a cum around on it. I do, I do want to meet somebody who's actually made, because, uh, you know, she said, like, she's, like, always has about 800 orders at any does. time. Like and, yeah, yeah. like, too much work for her to even do at this point. She's got a massive lead time because it takes her that long to fulfill all these orders. But I'm just, I'd like to meet somebody who's actually wearing a piece of cum jewelry. Honestly, though, her work is beautiful. You would never know that, like, cum is an ingredient in there. Well, she's a sculptor, so she takes it and it's powder and she sculpts it into, you know, something. Well, so, yeah, 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 you wouldn't, you'd have, you wouldn't have any idea unless someone told you. It's not like it's, you know, dripping with cum. I want an Alistair Crowley uh, cum ring. Like Harrison would come semen. back to life to fight me for an Alistair Crowley cum ring. Cum ring. I think Harrison would want an Alistair Crowley cock ring. 
<laughs> anyway, on that note, um, people, it's episode 861 here, Sick and Wrong. We've got a couple phone calls coming up next, 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a quick message from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. All right, so we got a couple phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, the first call is from none other than Stuart, who's uh, been um, you know, mourning the loss of his queen. Hi, guys. Stuart here. Just calling in to set a few things straight about the passing of the queen. Believe it or not, I'm actually a total royalist, even if it doesn't seem so when I post memes. <laughs> Do you think you break Stuart's heart when you say such horrible things about his queen? No, because I think Stuart is man enough to accept that everyone in this world has different opinions to you. And it doesn't necessarily mean just because you have a difference of opinion that you're enemies. You, can still you find have the no humor. idea how much words can hurt, Kate Rambo. I bet you after, he'll probably, he probably puts his headphones down, presses pause, <laughs> has a little cry, takes a sip of whiskey, and then gets back to it. Like what you learn in acting class number one is to do that um, kind of like, you know, when you're you're reaching the end of your tether, maybe you're a dad, you know, you've got your glass half full of whiskey and like Billy comes home and Billy's been really struggling in school and he said he was going to do better on the next test, but Billy got an F again. So then, you know, you, you grab the bridge of your nose, you just you grab it and you close your eyes and you're just like, fucking God's sake, Billy. And then you take your glasses off and you're just like, you fucking son of a bitch, Billy. Do you think he's doing Stuart that? Does with me. He probably is. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You son of a bitch. I'm absolutely heartbroken about her death, but I do know that memeing is a serious business and we need to keep him coming. That's true. Thank you. As for Kate's view on what, what the monarchy actually does... It's simple economics. They cost us 20 million per year to, and generate about 1.8 billion to the UK economy. Well, there you go, K. Rambo. Ha, no, 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 Stuart. They don't. Their buildings and their jewels do, which will survive them in death if we got rid of them. Because when you come, when people go, oh, they bring tourism to the country, nobody's fucking shaking their hands when they come. You go and look at Buckingham Palace and you go, oh, that's fucking big. Must be cold in there. And then you rock on away from it. You're not there going, knocking on the door going, all right, let's have some tea. Let's have some fucking crumpets then. Some kippers for breakfast, me governor. I think it's the tourism that the, the royals attract. Like the whole lore of the, the, of the royals. The buildings and the jewels. I don't You're think not it's there not for just the royals. That. I think it's if you can get a glimpse of like, oh my God, you know, the, the, the queen's entourage is, is coming by or the... Uh, you know, her, her limousine is coming by. I think people are excited about that. They, you know, they, that's why there's, they're all over tabloids. I can see what he's saying. I understand. They bring in some money. No, the buildings do. So it's just business. As long as they make business. money, I don't think they'll be going anywhere soon. As for turning up to the funeral and sick and wrong tea, I'll do that if I had one. Ooh. But I wouldn't spit on the coffin. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm actually celebrating my one-year Patreon anniversary this month. Oh, congrats. So sometime soon I'll splash out some money and get sick of wrong tea. You know, I should send him one. Stuart, well, let me know when you're going to go. Is he already queued for the queen? Uh, yeah, he's already been and oh, gone. But Stuart, Stuart slide into my DMs on Discord because I have a little secret stash of T-shirts for the Brits. And the Europe's. And the Europeans as well. <laughs> and the slide Euros. into my DMs, Stuart says diana jokes are awesome <laughs> holy fuck that absolutely blew me away <laughs> but uh, she was actually one of the original attention seekers not a loss to the world so take care guys Stuart. Out. well so stewart wasn't a fan of princess die mm, so yeah he's on the side of the queen i don't like any of them but i feel like if i was gonna have a pint with well firstly prince I'd andrew have a pint with harry with andrew? because me and harry have a lot in common oh Nazis. i thought you meant prince andrew uh, and yeah, then obviously uh, Andrew fancies Jean Benet Ramsey too. So I guess I'll have a snifter of gin with Wait, him. Wait, why, why but, do you and Prince, Prince Harry's ginger? How, what do you have in common with the ginger? 
Uh, he's a Nazi, and I have the ginger recessive gene. Thank you very much. And that's why we will not breed. Oh, God, no. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine a floofy head, big slash, I have a fat nose, big slash fat nose, really bad teeth, because both of us had braces, although your teeth were just unbelievable. Ugh, God. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how just I would have bought that kid even when it was just born? I'd be like, throw that in the trash. What the fuck? A ginger. It'd be a golem. Be a juger. That'd be the worst. Red poofy <laughs> hair <laughs> with a big nose. That'd be an abomination. It would be. Um, well, Stuart, God. you know, uh, my condolences to you. And I'm uh, glad you're putting in your duty as a faithful subject to pay your respects to the queen. If I was English, I'd do the same. But we kicked you out of this country. Good. That's why I'm moving to a Republican. <laughs> Stuart, we'll send you a Don't tread on me. All right, Stuart? Um... But yeah, slide in the DMs. We'll get you a T-shirt. He's been faithful. He's been a faithful listener for a long time. Uh, next up here is uh, this guy has an interesting story about uh, being a male nurse. Which, a nurse? Yeah, being a male nurse, which uh, I think, Kate, you derided his <laughs> profession. I don't know if that was a couple weeks ago where you said that uh, what's gayer, being a steward or, uh, or a male nurse? Being a steward. Yeah, did, you just, did you just call Stuart gay? No, a stewardess, steward, whatever. On a plane, did you say a flight attendant or a, a, a male, male nurse? flight attendant, a nurse, or a male receptionist? Which is the gayest out of those three? Well, this guy feels that you're disparaging his profession. Hey, uh, Kate, I, I think in the last episode you were wanting to know uh, what David Icke was talking about when he said that. Uh, lizard people were in the Bible. Um, I, I don't think David Icke is a religious scholar, but I'm pretty sure what he's talking about is uh, uh, in Genesis and Numbers, it mentions a story about uh, kind of angels mating with human women and producing these like like lumbering uh, giants called Nephilim. Um, so that is the Torah, and uh, I, want, I wanted D to know that's his people. Uh, they kind of that story is it's brief. It kind of pops in and out of the Torah, and then the, the, the Nephilim were in the Torah, and they were like the half human, half angel hybrids. I don't think they're reptilian, though. I've never Isn't read that, that they're what the reptilian. film um, Constantine is about the half angel, half people, and sometimes and they prophecy. Can be evil. Remember the one with Christopher Walken? Those yes, are the prophecy. Yeah, that would be him and Brittany Murphy would be a great Halloween costume for us. You know, I would do that. It'd be easy for me. But uh, that you know, the second one, Prophecy Two, Danzig was in it. Danzig played with the Nephilim. I know he did. It was that so would be good. A, good, a good Halloween costume. Yeah, but I thought, so, I thought that what David Ike's referring to is the the snake that in the Garden of Eden that tempted uh, Eve. I thought. They said that that wasn't really a snake. The serpent was actually a reptilian is what they they think. That's what I thought. Oh. I, I might be wrong. But I don't recall. I thought it was a metaphor for dick all along, isn't it? Probably. Reptilian dick. Lizard dick. But I don't think the Nephilim were reptilian necessarily. Might be mistaken. But they were definitely in the Torah. As Jews believed it. I think it continues on in some of the Enochian literature. So that's that. And also, I had a bone to pick with you guys saying being a male nurse is a gay job. See, Kate? Definitely not a gay job. And I have a a story I was thinking about uh, to prove my point. Okay. A little while back, I had a patient with fecal impaction. And sometimes when you're on high doses of antipsychotic medications, you get impacted, and and that can actually kill you. Uh, I've seen that happen uh, to a couple of my patients. Wait, was Elvis, did he have an impaction, or was he just... uh... Oh, yeah. Elvis hadn't taken a dump in like three months. That's what killed him. And then the pressure of trying to squeeze that out brought on a heart attack. You can die from it. Plus, like opiate users, all of them fucking can't shit for shit. (laughs) No, that is true. Yeah, they get constipated. Is this Merce going to have to lube up and just pull the shit out? Because that's that's pretty gay. Would you do that for Elvis? I would have done anything for Elvis, he asked. <laughs> there you go. It's recorded, people. On record, Kate would remove the bowel impaction, the feces impaction, and the king. I would have saved his life, for sure. After they've left the hospital, I've heard about it happening. Um, so anyway, 
had a patient with really bad fecal impaction. We had to give him a sleep enema. So we go into the room, and I'm there with a female nurse, and she looks at me, and she says, you have to give him the enema. Your hands are stronger than mine. I'd be like, fuck you. You give him the enema. Your hands are thinner. You can get it. You can get further in there. Mine are, mine are chubby sausage fingers. I bet this is when you would rock, paper, scissors as nurses. <laughs> For, definitely. I would, I would not be like, okay, I'll do it. I'd be like, no, fine, you'd be you like, know, do you want next Thursday serve. off? I'll swap next Thursday shift of you if you do this now. I'll work the midnight shift. On you go. I'd That's be like, what it's like. We can work out a deal. How about a blowjob? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my point. During the procedure. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, stronger than a man, or stronger than a woman. She's too feeble to do the job. So yeah. I have to put this fleet bottle in his anus and squeeze it all in. So we do it. And after that, uh, there's just like feces, just liquid feces, just squirting out all over. Jesus we told him, stay, stay in your bed. Stay in your bed and don't move. And he's miserable, and he can barely do that. But we leave the room, plan to come back later, 20 minutes, clean him up. So we come back. He couldn't. I picture it, though, after being like to the point where you have to be hospitalized for this impaction, that once you've kind of removed it, is it like Evil Dead just spraying brown, just like shooting against the wall? Like what happened to you this year? Yeah, like uh, like when I had, had to prep for my colonoscopy. It was like brown, black, purple. It was disgusting. I mean, the guy would be so happy because it's really, it's so painful when you're constipated. So just the relief but of that pain. I'm just feel saying like a new I person. I don't think it's just dribbling out. I think it's like shooting out because it's been the pressure. I don't know how nurses do this shit. Like, how? How do they deal? I don't know. In a bed. And he was up and down to the bathroom all over. Uh, so there's feces in the bed, on his pillows, on the bookshelf. Uh, oh, dri- why is there a all over the room. Uh, at some point, he. That's what I'm saying. I think it's shot out like fucking Evil Dead. Why is there a bookshelf? Like, what books are they keeping there? Is like War and Peace there? Like <laughs> the sonnets of Shakespeare? In case you get bored. Just covered in shit. Yeah, I don't know. No. A Bukowski for some outsider literature. <laughs> you know, I think that most doctor offices, I don't know if, you, if they have this in England, but it was Highlights Magazine. You ever hear of that? Highlights? No, what's in a Highlights? You know, I think it's like a kid's magazine, but they always used to have it in, uh, Americans would know what I'm talking about. It was like this kid's magazine, but they always had in every doctor's office a highlight. And in it was a comic called Goofus and Gallant. You've never heard of that? No, I've never heard of Goofus and Gallant. Goofus and Gallant were these two different boys. One was like, you know, he was like, Goofus goes into the store and he sees something that he wants, but he doesn't have any money. What does Goofus do? He takes it. Goofus puts it in his pocket. He takes it. I like that. I would fancy Goofus. And he leaves. Whereas Gallant saw (laughs) Goofus do that and turns (gasps) him in and makes sure that the the, the property of the store is given back. And that's what you should do because you should never steal. I hate Gallant, and I am 100% team Goofus. I always thought Gallant was a self-righteous cunt and always identified with uh, Goofus. So I'm imagining that this, this, this hospital, you know, being that it's a medical you know, building, probably just has a bookshelf with highlights magazines covered in shit. <laughs> Wiped the shower curtain with his anus, and then there was uh, feces all up and down the shower curtain. So then, of course, I have to be the one to clean this all up. So my main point is, I don't think either one of you could do that. I don't think either one of you have the balls to insert and pump liquid into a psychotic man's anus and clean up the aftermath. Neither one of you are man enough to do that. And my job is totally not gay. (laughs) Well... He's got me there. Yeah, he's totally right. But, you know, men are also pretty fucking dumb. (laughs) Men are pretty dumb creatures at the end of the day. So if, the, if you consider that being man enough to do that to someone, then by all means, buddy. Also, it's pretty gay if you're man enough to do something. Well, I'm just saying, you know, sure, you might not think your job is gay, but gay men deal with a lot of feces. I mean, it's a hazard you just get used it's to. It's an occupational hazard, as is this. So I reckon I, I mean, this I don't has know. happened to Jeffrey. Maybe, you know, every couple of months this happens to Jeffrey and he just like he doesn't even think of it like a like a deal. He's He's soldiers on, you know, 
I'm sure that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I wouldn't say it's just you know a lot of gay people deal with feces. I think what happened here is that the, the female nurse is like, oh yeah, my hands are just too weak and soft to do it. That's why you have to do it. She's a con artist, all right. That's what I'm saying. Women are the superior of the species because she she looked ahead in her mind and she knew. And she was like, I can now manipulate this man into doing anything I want by just saying, by just stroking his ego a little. And he fell for it. And well, that's she why could men stroke something else. If, uh, if I was going to have to remove that impaction, I'd ask her to stroke something else. Um, uh, yeah, he's right, though. I have a lot of respect for nurses, both male, female, whatever they want to call themselves. Like all of you are doing something I could never, nor would I have no inclination to do. I would, I would give up first hurdle. I hate people. I never would think, personally, I've never actually thought until you said it, that a, being a male nurse was a stereotypical, like, gay job. You know, like like being a, a steward or stewardess, flight attendant. I can see that. I can see being a receptionist, a male receptionist. I can see that. But, but nurses, like male nurses, usually have to deal with, like, situations, like psychotic patients, holding them down, things like that. I think it could, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider that to fall under the realm of, quote-unquote, gay jobs. Please use that proper term, though. They're Merces. Merces. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Merce, for that disgusting story that I'm going to be thinking about for the next six hours. And I'm about to eat Taco Bell. Like, you just ruined it. I'm not going to eat before, I'm going to eat something else. Before we move for, uh, forward, there was a great British band uh, in like the late 90s, early 2000s called Male Nurse. They did a song called Patrick Swayze. Everyone go and listen to it now on YouTube. Is it about removing a fecal impaction from Patrick Swayze? That is also another man that if it would have prolonged his life, then yes. I would have removed the feces from his anus. With your fingers or tongue? Oh, for Patrick Swayze, tongue. Of course. <laughs> People call the cigar hotline 323-522-4032. Uh, once again, we, uh, big ups to all those listeners who support us on Patreon. I know we talk about it every week. We really do appreciate you uh, helping us keep it sick and wrong. Uh, Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up today. Support the show. Also, if you haven't bought some sick and wrong merch... We did, we did recently uh, revamp the Tee Public store, all sorts of new designs. Just go to sickaroundpodcast.com slash shop and uh, click on the picture of the Pope. Go get, your, go get yourself our version of the MAGA tea. And finally, here's Sickerong Song of the Week. I was trying to find something that would be appropriate for the subject matter of this week's show. And I think the only song that, that really came to mind, I think that fits perfectly, is ZZ Top's Pearl Necklace. I don't think we played uh, ZZ Top on the show before. Yeah, listeners, let us know if D ever has. Yeah, great band. This is from their album uh, El Loco that came out in uh, 1981. Bit of a lesser known song, but also a famous one. Um, quick uh, fun fact here. In 1984, the shaving company Gillette offered ZZ Top, the two bearded men in it, um, not the other guy. The other guy didn't have a beard. But, oh, yeah, because uh, his name is also Beard, and he doesn't have a beard. That's the oh, is his name? I didn't know that. Um, He's called like Frank Beard or something. Well, they offered uh, 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 the ZZ Top $1 million to shave their face as a mutually beneficial advertising campaign for Gillette and for ZZ Top. And it would prove that not only how uh, expert Gillette's shaving devices were, but the band as cool as ZZ Top would use their blades to handle the deed. And ZZ Top just gave them the finger. They said... We don't care. They turned down the offer and they said, we'll be making that money, you know, anyway. And plus no one wants to see our ugly mugs. Yeah. Real rock and rollers. Yeah. They're rock and roll. So we're going to end the show here with uh, ZZ Top's Pearl Necklace. And people, go get your own Pearl Necklace. Literally. You can go get your own Pearl Necklace from uh, Amanda Booth. Just go to trinketsbyamandabooth.com. I will be back next week with episode 862. Till then, take it sleazy.
Have, we actually have a lot of samples coming from the UK, Ireland, and uh, Australia even, actually. Australia is really big right now. Wow. Yeah, I should have asked you that. Which country is the most popular? <laughs> <laughs> what about Canada? A lot of Canadians get it? Um, yeah, honestly, my, my main market is the States. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always surprised when I get Canadians, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised the States would be like, you know, I could... I, I can imagine something like that would be very popular in L.A. Yeah. 